Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. We are back on a nice, not super late Tuesday night, but still late. Still late tonight. What do we got on the docket? More NBA conversations. The whole weirdness around Washington and Andrew Luck continues, or more specifically, probably concludes with this. As well as kind of going back over what I was talking about a little bit, I didn't feel like I had done a great job last night at describing why the Lakers are the champions, why they will win a championship. So we're going to kind of tread that same ground once again. I was exhausted last night. I'm always exhausted. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about some other stuff as well. All that coming up, ladies and gentlemen, right here. Oh, yeah, and recap of the NBA this weekend because I didn't hit on that as well. We'll talk about it, ladies and gentlemen, right here. 20 Wars Podcast. Tenderness by the great unstoppable Diana Ross, of course. Great track, great song, great music overall. Goodness gracious. Got a lot of great personal news. First and foremost, I'm down like 13 pounds from when I first started to work out again. By the way, hold on, I got to talk about this. Robert De Niro at 79 years old. That guy is still fucking... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it gets reported that he has a newborn baby at 79 years old. This is like his seventh child. His seventh child. He's 79, bro. Who is he married to? That's... Who is, who is the mother of his child? Hold on. I'm like, I'm looking at his profile and I'm just like, is this his daughter? Or is this his so hard? It's like, is this his daughter? Or is this the girl that he's dating? Hold on. It's so hard to tell. No, that's his daughter that he's with. She looks great. I was like, is she in her 30s? She's 51. She's his oldest. What's her name? Drena De Niro. I don't know. It's, it's something Italian. She's 51. She looks like she's in her 30s. She looks fucking fantastic. She looks fucking great. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. He has kids that are my age. Helen Grace De Niro, he has an 11-year-old? Wait, wait, wait. 
who is who's Hightower? I think Hightower is his is his new partner. Who is Hight? Now I'm just so interested in this. Hold on. Grace Hightower. Is that his new partner? Is that his current partner? How old is Grace Hightower? She's got to be like in her 40s or 50s, but that's insane. That's insane. 68. She looks great. Damn. Is that like... Hold on. No, 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 no. They split like five years ago, but then... I don't know who the mother of his, of his new child is. It's just, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Robert De Niro gets out, man. That dude fucking gets, <laughs> that dude fucking gets out. Jesus Christ. I mean, look, I don't have any kids, but after like straight up after a certain number, I would just get a vasectomy. I'm not. I don't want any more kids and the fact that Robert De Niro is 79 years old and he's like, yep, I'm going to have a, a newborn baby at 79. Good God, man. Anyways, back to more important stuff like me. Oh, by the way, I'm watching Phoenix versus Denver. Denver's kind of uh, choking away a huge elite that they had amassed really in the first quarter. They're choking it away now in the second. 42... To 38 in favor of Denver. Phoenix is kind of like an actual Phoenix has arised from the proverbial ashes of last uh, of the last game, game four, and really the first quarter as well. So we'll kind of see what's going on. Anyways, personal news: down 13 pounds, 14 pounds, down 14 pounds from like February. Great job, me. Really, it's all kind of been lost in like the last month or so. When I just started to run, I lost actually four pounds in the first two months, and then I started to run. And then what a shocker! Running helps you lose weight. Yeah, like the one thing that nobody likes to do when it comes to the gym, unless it's something else, unless you're just a runner. But most people aren't. But yeah, the one thing that like nobody likes to do is the one thing that uh, that is like imperative for you losing weight. And I like I've lost a lot of weight. Went for a run yesterday. And this is when I was like dehydrated and this was also without any food. Actually, like when I weighed myself, I was dehydrated and I didn't have any food. This is like straight after the one, took a shower, wash off all the sweat off my body. And I was like, yep, I'm 163 at my lowest. It's a little bit cheating, but it's it's all right. It's fine for the most part. 163, got my abs back. No more back pain as well, which is great because I used to have like back pain because of how fat I was. Because of my stomach and how top heavy I was getting, but now it's just like that's pretty much gone, and also uh, in great shape. Maybe not great shape, but it doesn't like it's not a struggle anymore to like get up out of uh, out of bed, in the sense of like my heart would just start to palpitate really fast. It's just like oh my god, slow down, we can't get out of bed really soon. Now it's just like I can stand up and my heart's like oh I'm ready to go, ready to go. I feel so young. I'm almost 30. Jesus Christ. I don't feel like I was 20. That's when I was a freaking psychopath with running, but 
do feel pretty strong. Super excited about Tears of the Kingdom to kind of give you a schedule of what's going to happen. So tomorrow, no podcasts, but that's that's normal. That's nominal. Nothing will change in that regard. Thursday is where the schedule will be super, super, super late because I'll be out waiting in line like a psychopath waiting for my copy of Tears of the Kingdom. I will get it. Ganondorf will not stop me from getting it. I'm already tired. Jesus Christ, it's only 11 o'clock. Usually I can go for way longer. But um, I'll be waiting in line to get Tears of the Kingdom like hundreds of other fans of the video game series more likely than not. And I'll come back. Maybe with an amiibo, maybe not. We'll see. I'll come back and I will... Uh, I'll play, or not play, but I'll like download the game on my new, my brand new Nintendo Switch. Speaking of which, it was like shipped. Oh yeah, by the way, hold on. I hate this. What is this? Is this like a Chase commercial? It's a phone commercial. It's a Samsung Galaxy commercial. It's about the kid that like had one viral clip and then he gets recruited to play at a college and then he gets drafted and it's because of his phone. It's AT&T. It's an AT&T commercial. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, it, like, I wish the lady, the smartphone lady, I don't know what her name is. You know, you know, the uh, the actress that essentially is like in every single AT&T commercials. I loved last year's AT&T commercials where she was drawing up plays and things of that nature for free wireless and stuff like that versus this. This obnoxious video of like, oh, my God, this kid sucked and then he had one viral clip and then that's what got him to the nba i'm like that's not how that works but okay it was a little bit annoying back to tears of the kingdom and the schedule for thursday super late podcast thursday i will not play any tears of the kingdom because i would want to go to sleep when i wake up i will probably have a podcast because i want to get my affairs in order once I'm off the podcast, that will probably be the first time that I will actually play the video game. Super excited for it. Can't wait. Super excited um, to finally just get going here in the next couple of days. Also, again, all of my, I talked about it yesterday, but all of my shit that I had ordered from eBay had finally fucking shipped out yesterday from Nino Cooney to my actual Nintendo Switch that I paid below MSRP for. Hold on, let me plug something in and then let me do something really fast. Give me like two seconds. I'll put back, I'll put on Diana Ross again because I gotta like unplug my microphone and then plug it back in because of just how obnoxious this is being. I apologize. I'll be back in a couple of seconds.
Sorry about that. Um, some weird reason I have to like plug in a USB C thing, and that will like I have to unplug my microphone and then plug it back in, and that'll. I need a new computer. I need a new computer within hopefully the next year or two, or I'll get one hopefully soon, or I'll change out a part or something like that. The battery is like super close to dying. It like this. I I bought this fucking 2016 MacBook, or I, it was gifted to me, and this fucking thing. With, it's the MacBooks with the touch bar, man. And this fucking thing pisses me off so fucking much. The reliability... And my internet is out again. The reliability is shit. The battery on it is shit. The keyboard on it is shit. It's like my keyboard is still fucking broken because I didn't fucking replace it. And at first, I thought I was doing something wrong. And then apparently, they made a shitty keyboard with a shitty touch bar, which my touch bar is like... It, it flashes white now because of how unreliable this piece of shit is and then mac because macbook was like oh microsoft and the surface tablet they have a touchscreen laptop and it's just like yeah my laptop is not my phone i don't need my laptop to be my phone it is so annoying how like dumb apple fucking uh was with their fucking macbook pros it's just like what like guys what the fuck are we doing jesus christ Unbelievable. Unbelievable how stupid Mac or Apple was with their fucking computers, but um, God. Mine, this one is like starting to break down in front of me, and I'm like, I gotta get a new one before it fucking explodes. Anyways, um, gonna get my Nintendo Switch hopefully Thursday. Yada, yada, yada. All those, I'll hopefully get all of my games fucking downloaded. I also got a SanDisk SD card with like 256 gigs on it. I keep seeing people talk about, I see these like YouTubers talk about, I have like 400, a 400 gig like memory card and it's all, it's all used up. I now have to upgrade to like a terabyte drive and I'm like, uh, or a terabyte of memory on a SanDisk thing. And, it, and I looked, I checked, I price checked this shit. And I was like, oh my God, like you can get a terabyte for $100. on like a SanDisk, it's insane. But they were talking about how, like, yes, this is, this is a lot of space. This is a lot of memory, da, 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 da. But I have to upgrade it. I'm like, bro, on my PS Vita right now, there's like a similar amount of space. I have 80 gigs on that fucking console left of storage. Do you realize how much storage that is on that fucking console? But then I downloaded like hundreds upon hundreds of games. Maybe not hundreds of games, but like tens upon tens upon tens of games. Like 50, 60 games, all ranging between a couple, like 100 megabytes to like a couple gigs. Of like PS1, PSP, and PS Vita games, like all on that console. And it's like, I have 80 gigs. Do you realize how many fucking games you have to download? And I get that it's PS Vita games, but still, do you realize how much fucking gigs you have to, how much shit you have to download on your, delete some of the games on your fucking console like everyone else. I don't know what to tell you. I had a 360 gigabyte PS3. I never filled that thing up, never. Ever in my entire life. Ever. Ever. It's ridiculous. Again, I'm super excited about... I'm just excited about getting a fucking Nintendo Switch again. That's what I'm really excited about. 
as well as getting, obviously, um, as well as getting Tears of the Kingdom. Oh my god, man. Some stuff about the Nintendo Switch is... Some stuff about the culture around the Switch is ridiculous, where people are like, you need like a, like a terabyte. I'm like, no, you don't. That's fucking ridiculous. Insane how much. By the way, I'm reading and finishing off the, my, the first compendium for Invincible. Invincible and the compendium itself being a... 47 compilation issue of the comic book series Invincible. It's, I talked about it on the podcast. It's about a thousand pages. Let me tell you something right now. Let me say it. Let me tell you it right now. Oh my God. It's so fucking good. I'm look. I'm, I even like, it's so fucking good. There's so many like awesome twists and turns in it. And, I mean, the first twist, it's a spoiler for the anime, but the first twist in the TV show is that, like, the father is kind of like a villain, right? But that's, like, it's, it's fucking huge when you, like, watch the TV show, like, oh my god, I can't believe it, but then when you watch, but then when you read the comics, you're like, oh, this happens, there's, like, a huge fucking twist in every single arc, every single, like, couple of arcs, every single couple of issues, there's, like, this huge monumental game-changing twist in the comic book series that just changes everything and it's just oh ah oh, it's so good sorry sorry oh god i'm so excited to read and finish the first thousand page compilation and then get the second thousand page compilation i got all three i got all three there's three thousand Pages in three compendiums. I cannot wait to read the rest. Yes. Oh my god. As I'm watching Devin Booker try to beat the buzzer and he he doesn't. He makes a shot from like half court, but he didn't beat the clock. <clears throat> Anyways. Oh yeah. Um I keep forgetting what Thursday's podcast will be about. Thursday's podcast will be about eight NFL teams, and we're going to be looking at their schedule, and we're going to be predicting games. And three of those teams, I'll tell you right now, are going to be Dallas, the Eagles, and the 49ers. I think those three teams are three of the most important, three of the most impactful teams in the NFC. I feel like we will have a combination of, of those three teams in the NFC Championship game. It'll either be Dallas versus the 49ers or the Eagles or the Eagles versus the 49ers, at least in my opinion. At this point, at this juncture, there is no other team in the NFC that has had a better offseason than those three teams, ironically enough. The 49ers getting Javon Hargrave, the Cowboys getting Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks, and the Eagles getting Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Keeley Ringo, DeAndre Swift, etc. And re-signing James Bradbury and also Darius Slay Jr. Retaining Fletcher Cox because for like a hot minute, apparently he was going to go to the New York Jets. But now he's like, eh, no, I'm not. They've had a fantastic offseason this season. And it's just, it seems to 
to uh, it seems that it's just going to translate into the regular season. And so those three teams we will talk about. We'll look at the Chiefs as well. We'll see if anyone can stop the Chiefs. Chiefs probably not. I think what will be interesting tomorrow, or technically on Thursday, will be, I think the Chiefs, because of the added game. No, 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 no. Is it because of the added game? They'll play up against the Cowboys? I'm trying to think. I don't... I don't think so. No, 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 no. No, they will. The Chiefs won't play up against the Cowboys. The Chiefs will go up against the Eagles. My bad, my bad, right? I think so. I think because of the added game, they'll go up against them. Yeah, because the Cowboys played up against the Rams. I'm, I'm getting some of the teams confused because there's two Los Angeles teams in the NBA. But I think the Cowboys will go up against the Chargers. The Eagles will go up against the Chiefs because of the 17th game. You play another out-of-conference game. The out-of-conference game will be division, divisions versus divisions based on your past season's ranking in your division. Cowboys will go up against the Chargers. Eagles will go up against the Chiefs. That will be two very interesting games, as well as the Cowboys and the Eagles, because it's the NFC East versus the NFC West. This year, the two divisions will play. Cowboys and the Eagles will go up against the 49ers. That should be a very interesting game. 49ers also have got to figure out their quarterback as well. We will see what's going on. I don't know if Brock Purdy is ready or not. Like, the 49ers are optimistic, and they're just like, he's, he's ready. He's going to play. And then Brock, I think a couple of weeks ago, was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know either. I feel like the 49ers are more optimistic than anything. And also the fact that it is, once again, not Trey Lance's job, like he just isn't the starting quarterback, is also pretty telling and pretty revealing as well. So I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit worried about the 49ers if they don't have a quarterback because their whole football operation relies on them to have a good quarterback. Look at the freaking playoffs. They freaking stunk up the joint with uh, God knows who that they ran out onto the football field after Brock was hurt. It was like the fourth guy on the team pretty much because Brock was the third. Jimmy was hurt. Trey was hurt. They were like, we got to roll with the seventh round guy out of Iowa State. So who was, I think, Mr. Irrelevant as well so we got to roll him out and he was pretty successful and i mean we'll see we'll see what happens i think the 49ers could be done depending on how brock is and who he is as a player i think long term they could be done i think at this point the eagles have probably a better constructed football team because jalen is just a better player i think than brock uh, overall um, we'll see, though. I don't have anything that really proves that. Brock went on this pretty much once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-generation run as a first-year player, as like a seventh-round pick, something that we've essentially never seen, I think, in the history of the sport, where Mr. Irrelevant goes and essentially becomes literally the best player at his position down uh, the down the final straight of the season and really, it was all the games that he had started. I don't know if you can duplicate that type of success where you essentially just are the best player. Like, you're, you're throwing for more touchdowns, less yards, or excuse me, less interceptions, and more yards than Patrick Mahomes. That's literally his efficiency. It was insane. It was, like, again, stuff that you will, like, never see in your entire life. 
And so the question has always been, can you replicate that and duplicate that? And I just don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. But rock, question marks, schedules release tomorrow. We'll talk about it. Or technically they release Thursday. But the next time that you will see me, I keep saying tomorrow because it's like that's the next time that you'll see me on Thursday. I don't know why. I'm a little bit loopy because I'm tired. I apologize. Every single team will have their Thursday, uh, their, what is it, their schedule release on Thursday. ESPN did a piece on it. I mean, the NFL has like a three-hour event where they're talking about the schedule. And it's just like, do people honestly watch this? I gotta, I, like, do people honest to God watch that? Dude, you gotta get a life if you watch the schedule release. Just do what every single normal person in America does when it comes to the schedule release. You watch, like, a clip it of, uh, of it. You watch, like, a clip it of it, you know, on, um, what is it? My brain is fried, I apologize. You watch a clip of it from... You know, of your favorite team or whatever on the internet, and then you just piece the fuck out. You you should not ever watch a three hour long broadcast of a schedule being released. Let me unplug my computer again because the internet is shot again. I apologize for uh, the technical difficulties. Give me like a couple of seconds here. Hold on. I don't know why um, it does that every single time I unplug, why it makes that weird distorted noise, but like once again, it just, mm, it's just not working. There it is. There, yeah, like there it is. I was like looking up some stuff, but I also have to like look up uh, the NBA schedule so, so that way we can kind of go over it here, go over some of the games here. There was this Giannis Antetokounmpo tweet where he tweeted this out like, oh yeah, by the way, I got to talk about this weird thing that's going on that distracted me for like 10 to 20 minutes before I got onto the podcast. I saw that Blueface, the rapper, was trending on Twitter and he was in his house because his girlfriend slash, I guess, baby mama Dear God, I hope she isn't. I forgot her name, but it's this insane girl, insane girl with this fucking douchebag asshole guy, and they're both toxic. They're both abusive. They both are like these horrible, terrible people, and I've been able to like tolerate them I cannot watch these motherfuckers on the internet anymore. I fucking hate both of their fucking guts. Today, the girl apparently tried to burn down the house with, like, her newborn baby inside of it with, like, smoke and ash in it. And then Blueface, the fucking cunt that gets her pregnant and also has, like, multiple baby mamas or a girl that is a baby mama already, the fucking idiot 
fucking is like walking around the house like you know like he's a victim or whatever and he's just like uh like or he's like with this somber attitude with this kind of smugness about him where he's just like you know this and i don't like to say the b word but he says like oh man this chick is trying to burn down the house doesn't this dumb chick know that you know you need to burn the house and then he you know what you need to like start a fire in the bathtub and i'm like are you fucking stupid and then you want to know what you want to know how stupid this fucking idiot is this fucking moron he starts to talk about cps child protective services and how he's like cps is gonna come get your ass but this dumb motherfucker literally yesterday put out this fucking horrendous video where he's taping his son and he's telling his son or he's asking his he's He's saying he has never watched his son, and his son looks to be about five or six, maybe seven or eight years old. He's young, but he's, like, smart. And I feel so fucking bad for the son because the son actually... I, I feel the only people that I feel bad for, for are the children. The son seems really intelligent, really smart, and he has a fucking piece of shit father and a fucking piece of shit mom who are laughing because Blueface was like, Oh, I just don't watch my kid. I've never watched my kid for over 24 hours. And I'm in the in the wife or not the wife, the blue uh the baby mama is laughing. His, excuse me, his ex baby mama, his current baby mama was not like in the scene right now. And it's just like seeing these fucking it's like white it's like what is it? Uh like trailer park trash except for black people. That's what it is. It's like and I've had it. And black people have had it with these people. These people are trashy. Blueface is trashy. It's not entertaining because now it's like you, your fucking kids have to deal with your fucking dysfunction. It's it's white trash. Very white trashy, except in multi-million dollar fucking mansions because he's a rapper who had that uh that hit single Bust Down Tatiana, which I haven't listened to in like a year now. I'm 100% honest with you. can't fucking stand the guy instead of trying to be a rapper he's just like let me try and be like a celebrity and i'm like okay i can't stand this fucking guy can't stand him oh yeah he also had that song respect my crippin which was another hit from him it's like he had tatiana and respect my crippin which were like questionable songs at best in the sense of how good they were they were catchy you know, but they, I wouldn't consider them to be good songs. I would consider them to be popular, catchy songs. They were not good songs, in my opinion. Especially Respect My Crippin. I was like, I, like he, he sounded like, like a, a, the, uh, the chorus was, Give a fuck if you like it, buddy, go respect my crippin. I don't care about the gang when it comes to trippin. Give a fuck if you like it, buddy. <laughs> buddy, go respect my crippin. I don't give a fuck about the gang till it comes to trippin. Like, that's, that's how he sounded on the mic, and I was like, oh, God, dude, come on. Come on, honestly, man, you can do better as a rapper. He was, like, rapping offbeat. I remember Ice Cube, I forgot what it was, maybe, like, Vanity Fair had Ice Cube listen to, like, a lot of gangster rap, and they had him listen to, uh, to Blueface, and he was just, and he was trying his best to compliment him, and he was just, like, cringing internally cringing as he saw Blueface say, give a fuck if you like it, buddy, gonna spec my crippin'. I don't give a fuck about my gang till it comes to church. I don't, I don't remember the lyrics, but it was just like, it was that. It was like, oh my God, dude, come on, man. Come on, man. But yeah, Blueface. 
I think her name is Blue Jasmine, right? That's her name? I don't know. No, 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 no. Blue Jasmine is somebody else entirely. God, man, they're such losers, honestly. Jesus Christ. Anyways, sorry about that. Anything else I got to talk about? Talked about talking about the schedule release on Thursday. Talking about talked about uh oh yeah, I haven't I was I was going to get into the Giannis thing, the Giannis storyline that I wanted to talk about because Giannis I am not that big of a fan of. I thought that he was the best player in the league. That's Stephen Curry. But Giannis put some weird shit out on the timeline like six hours ago. It's him. Essentially, it's him. What is it? On the bench during like pregame warmups or pregame hype stuff. I, I, I don't know the, I don't know what it's called, but it's team introductions. There we go. It's like he's sitting on the bench and they're in Milwaukee. It's during the playoffs because the playoff benches, they have like the playoff seats and things of that nature. And he's like looking kind of like a thousand miles away. And the caption is, I'm tired of the disrespect. I'm coming. This is like seven hours ago. And I'm like, dude, you were the one seed this year. This is the, this is why I dislike Giannis sometimes where I'm like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, he talked about how this season wasn't a failure. And again, he was essentially trying to, he was essentially trying to, what's the word? Not compare, but he was giving kind of an equivoc, an equivoc, he was giving a false equivoc, equivocancy, excuse me, where he said that the season isn't a failure because he's very successful as a person, which I agree. He's successful as a person and his life isn't a failure. And he was kind of giving this speech about how his life isn't a failure because he's rich, he's successful, he's a basketball player, he's in you know a great situation in life. And I agree, his life isn't a failure. However, this season was a fucking failure because he was the one seed and he got booted out by the fucking Heat who got shredded by fucking Atlanta. Ridiculous. And then he comes out today with, I'm tired of the disrespect, I'm coming. I'm like, bro, if you are tired of the disrespect, where was this Giannis two weeks ago? You got swept. You went down in five. I still can't believe it. I feel like it's a mistake. And then you gave the Heat all the confidence in the world. After the Heat, by the way, were a play-in team. Because they eliminated the one seed and they were, and technically the Heat now are kind of, I don't want to, they're not the one seed, but they're in the one seed bracket. The Heat have like the easiest time to now get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They play the Knicks tomorrow. They're looking to close out the series tomorrow against the Knicks. You could have closed out the series against the Knicks in four or five. The East is disastrous. Boston went down today. We'll talk about it. Even if Boston leaves or even if Boston makes it through, or excuse me, if, when, if and when Boston goes down, it's like the 76ers, they look vulnerable. It's ridiculous, man. It really is. Like, he could have went back to, maybe not back to back, he could have won two championships in the span of three years. He could have been the player that everybody thought he was, and that was the best player. And it's just like, show me. 
And then there's so many players that are potentially going to leave this offseason as well. We talked about it. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. I think their contracts are expiring. And it's just like, dude, you're, you may be back to where you were like three, four, five years ago by yourself in Milwaukee. And then we'll see just how much you can carry that franchise by yourself. I sure hope Giannis is tired of the disrespect because he may freaking, uh, he may be in a pretty tumultuous situation here in the span of like two or three months. I'm sick of Giannis. I'm sick of him. So annoyed with Giannis. It's like, I would understand if like, he literally didn't get everything that he wanted. The team that he wanted, the players that he wanted, the coaching that he wanted, the record that he wanted, one seed in the conference, home court advantage throughout the playoffs, weakest bracket, you play a play-in game, or excuse me, you play a play-in team and you can't freaking close out the series, give me a fucking break, Giannis. Oh my God. What an absolute joke. Honestly. What a fucking joke. Ridiculous. Anyways, as we look at more stuff, Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, do your dance. Hit the Sean Payton. He's there. They're both there at the game, sitting courtside. Why not? Why not? What else is going on in the NBA today here? Oh, yeah, let me talk about the 76ers versus the Celtics, and then I'll close with the Lakers. 76ers versus Celtics. Saw some of it today. Oh, yeah, I was watching Charlotte, the uh, the Bridgerton TV show. Great TV show, by the way. I'm get, It's getting good. I'm getting literally to the, uh, like, halfway through the TV show. Where's my iPad? How many, how many episodes of Bridgerton are there? I feel like there's, like, ten episodes. They're always, like, an hour long. Hold on. How many, I'm typing it into Google right now. How many episodes of Bridgerton season two? How many? It's like eight, right? Yeah. It's like eight. Bridgerton season, Bridgerton Charlotte story is like six episodes. So it's like a little bit shorter, but still it's like, it's pretty long or it's long enough, I guess. I don't know. It's like six hours. I can't watch it. I can't binge watch it. I was actually thinking about playing it when I played or watching it when I was playing Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know. Regardless, cannot recommend Tears of the Kingdom or not Tears of the Kingdom. I'm tired. Excuse me. Cannot recommend Charlotte enough. It's getting good. Going back to basketball. 76ers beat the Celtics in Boston. Absolutely horrific day for Boston. It looks like Boston just cannot catch a fucking break. Bill Burr has got to be going insane. I haven't checked in on Bill Burr in a while. I got to check in on Bill Burr. Because Bill Burr must be losing his fucking mind. Mind with these teams. Oh my god. He must be going insane. But <clears throat> Boston has been going down really, really badly and really, really rough, man. Over the last couple of uh, weeks, unfortunately, with the Bruins being up like 3-1. And their NHL series and then just losing being I think I think they won more games out of any team this season in the history of the sport and they went down in the first round of the playoffs. And now the uh, the Celtics really the favorites, I think, in the East 
have kind of opened up that door for the Celtics, or excuse me, for the 76ers to close out the series against the Celtics, going back to Philly on Thursday night, the night that Tears of the Kingdom comes out. I don't even think I'll be able to watch the game. I'll be busy. Yeah, it starts at like 7.30. I'll be busy with something. And so pretty much the Celtics will probably close out the series or the Celtics will get closed out against the 76ers unless freaking they uh, they do something on Thursday night. And it's exactly what I talked about, man. And the game was 115. It closed with 115-103 in favor of the 76ers. And it wasn't even that close. Because the 76ers pretty much pulled their starters in the fourth quarter because of how dominant of a lead they had against the Celtics. It was ridiculous. Actually, that's not really true. It was like bottom of the fourth, but you know what I mean. It was just a rout. Problem is, is that the, the 76ers had kind of let the Celtics come back in to the game as well. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown two really really awesome games Jason almost put up 40 Jalen put up 24 only other guy in double digits was Marcus Smart Al Horford had zero points they got to get more help from him and anyone else on the basketball team because they were horrible tonight meanwhile Joel Embiid had 33 James Harden had 17 but he had 10 assists Tyrese Maxey went absolutely gangbusters tonight with 30 points, 7 rebounds, and 3 assists. It was an overall very, very well put together performance by the, by the 76ers in regards and in comparison to the Boston Celtics. It was terrible what they did tonight. Goodness gracious. Anyways, by the way, it looks like the... Uh, the Nuggets, more likely than not, are going to close out this game as well. It's like 61 to 53 at like the top of the third quarter. Things can change for sure, but we'll see what happens. What's going to suck tomorrow is that I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be able to watch certain games because I got some stuff to do late tomorrow. Like, I won't be able to watch the Heat versus the Knicks. I'll be able to catch like the tail end of the Lakers versus the Warriors. But. Both of those games are closeout games, and both of those games involve playing teams, the Lakers and the Heat. And I said something interesting at the beginning of the play-in tournament. I was like, you know, and people were talking about, oh, we got to get rid of the play-in tournament. The play-in tournament doesn't matter. Let's get rid of it. Play-in teams don't really last that long. And I said, the reason why you have the play-in tournament is for teams like the Lakers, but also for the Heat now, teams that really don't care about the regular season and are like, we have an entirely different gear in the playoffs that most people that, that we just don't have in the regular season. And the Lakers were significantly dysfunctional this year in the regular season as well. They literally like traded away like half of their team at the trade deadline in order to get just rid of some of the, uh, the players that weren't helping them win games. And what a su surprise, all the players that they traded away either didn't make it to the playoffs or got booted out in the first round like Russell Westbrook uh, did with the Clippers, but that was literally because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard got hurt. Regardless, Lakers and the Heat close out series for both of them. Both of them are play-in teams. He could potentially close it out in New York, which, depending on if Jimmy Butler plays, I think they do. Lakers could close it out in the Warriors in, excuse me, San Diego. 
Nope, San Francisco against the Warriors. I don't think they do because I think the Warriors won't go down like that. I don't think they'll get a nice little gentleman swept. But it could happen. And plus, it's like, can AD actually have three great games in the playoffs when he's only had like... Can he have like three games where he goes back to back to back? Where he plays great when he's only had... When he's only literally had like two games back to back that are great like one time and that was literally yesterday and Saturday. Like, I, I don't think that he can do that. I don't think he can maintain that level of consistency. At least in my opinion. But, I mean, we'll see what happens with AD um, long term. But I, I just don't think that he's going to be able to maintain that level of consistency long term. But again, we'll see what happens. There was this weird report that came out with the Lakers and Mike Greenberg. And Mike Greenberg had talked about how the Lakers shouldn't even send Anthony Davis and LeBron James to the game on Thursday because they're just going to lose, which I agree, they're going to lose. But the not sending them to play and to compete in the game is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my entire fucking life. And then he goes on, and this is also like the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life as well. He says something like, the reason why the Miami Heat are beating the Knicks is because of the weather. Which I was like, dude, you're a professional sports broadcaster. And you're talking about the weather and about not playing AD and LeBron in a playoff game. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? That is so stupid, what he has said, that I won't even respond to that. I just, I couldn't believe just that somebody who is like a professional journalist was like, yep, this is a take that I'm going to have in the morning, in the a.m. on national television. I'm just going to have it. We're just going to do it. And that's just it. Unbelievable. I saw Michael Wilborn. Wilburn? ESPN is like the worst broadcast when it comes to the NBA ever. And they try the hardest. The only like, love. I love Cassie Hubrith. I love Lisa Salters. I love their sideline reporters. But like they have Mike Wilborn. Who's like this old guy? He's like 70. He's like 70. Will Bond, he's like 70 years old. I mean, he's black, so he looks like he's 50, but he's, he's 64 years old. And it's just like, he's like as old as my dad, man. He's so old. And it's like he sounds like my dad. He sounds like so old, man. He's so old. And he's been doing Pardon the Interruption since 2001. I have not put myself through that type of suffering ever in my entire fucking life. I will never fucking watch that TV show ever. It's literally him and Tony Kornheiser, who is like 70 years old. He's 74 years old old man they've been doing that shit since he was 50 tony kornheiser they've been doing pardon the interruption since he was fucking 50 years old 
That's insane. But they've been doing that shit. They've been doing that fucking show for like 20 fucking years. And it hasn't aged in like 20. Who the fuck watches that show? Who watches it? Oh my God. Ridiculous. It's like Shannon Sharp. I love Shannon Sharp. Love him to death. Shannon Sharp does not act his age. He acts like he is like a 20 year old. He acts like he's a little kid with all due respect. Like, and, and I don't say that in a negative manner. I act like he's a child at heart. He has like the spirit of like a golden retriever. He's like incredibly pay playful, incredibly uh, funny and a little bit goofy and things of that nature. He's a fun guy to have on TV and he's self-aware enough to understand both self-aware with himself and with the culture. He's he understands like what people actually care about. The only reason why I watch Undisputed is to hear Shannon Sharp's takes because he's hilarious. He's so much fun to watch on TV. But oh my God, I just, I want to blow. I, if you gave me an option to freaking commit Harry Carey or watch Pardon the Interruption, I may, I may jump off a bridge. I may that's not even me being sardonic or facetious. You give me the option to watch Pardon the Interruption or jump off a bridge, I will think about it. I'm thinking about it right now. You even tell me, hey, 24, we'll give you that option the day before Tears of the Kingdom comes out. And I love Tears of the Kingdom. I'm excited for Tears of the Kingdom. Let me tell you something. I freaking, I don't even, I haven't even watched the damn show. I'm like, I know it's bad. I know it's old as fuck. Let me tell you something. I may jump out. You may, you may see me in the freaking local news. Old ass 20 something year old man has freaking committed Harry Carey by jumping off of a bridge. Reports say that he had the option of watching part of the interruption. Or freaking jumping off of a bridge and he chose, and he chose the, uh, the former or excuse me, he chose the latter rather than the former. It's like, Goodness gracious, ESPN going down. I mean, like ESPN just uh, get some better hosts to host your freaking shows, man. God damn. Anyways, let me talk about the Lakers here. As I take a long gulp of my liquid death. Was exhausted last night. Really failed to articulate myself perfectly over uh, the Lakers potentially winning. I'll try again here tonight. I essentially said last night that the reason why the Lakers are going to win the championship is because of Anthony Davis, and I think that was just it. Anthony Davis has been the best offensive and defensive player in the NBA. If we're talking raw matchups... With the Lakers versus, for example, let's say Denver, because it looks like Denver potentially is going to close out this game. They're up 73 to 57 with six minutes to go in the third quarter. It looks like Denver is going to win this game, but we'll just say that we'll say that they do and we'll say that they win the series just for argument's sake. Denver wins the series. They go up against the Lakers. I think Anthony Davis can slow down Giannis, or not Giannis, excuse me, Jokic. Enough where it's going to be tough for Jokic to be able to dominate the Lakers because Jokic has really been able to dominate really the Phoenix Suns because the Phoenix Suns have DeAndre Ayton, who's, in my opinion, an overrated center. 
And also, who else did they play? Who did they, uh, they play here? Let me look it up. Oh, the Timberwolves. Timberwolves, they kind of, it was a sweep. No doubt. No cap. They swept him. But the Timberwolves, they fought back. They gave him a little bit of a, they, they pushed back a lot. It was a sweep, but it was a close sweep. In the sense of, the Timberwolves, I feel like if they had caught fire, if they had gotten one game, they had gotten a little bit more confidence. I, th I think it could have been like a six-game series. Well, they just never did. I feel like they probably could have won two games. It is what it is. Anthony Davis, best player in the playoffs, when he actually is playing well, goes up against Jokic or KD or DeAndre Ayton, and if it's DeAndre Ayton against Anthony Davis, yikes. And the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies have both showcased that they can do a lot of different things and throw a lot of different a lot of different defenses at the Lakers in order to try and stop and slow down Anthony Davis. And over the course of the playoffs, Anthony Davis has just gotten better and better and more consistent, getting Shaq-like numbers. First player since Shaq for the Lakers to get 20-20, 20 points, 20 rebounds. He's been insane. He's been monumental. He has been the reason why the Lakers have won all these basketball games. He has been the re he will be the reason why the Lakers either win the championship or lose the championship. Not LeBron. And the reason why it's Anthony Davis is because Anthony Davis Anthony Davis has been the best player in the playoffs. That's it's just as simple as that. And so, matchup-wise, against the Nuggets or the Suns, I feel like Anthony Davis and the Lakers have the advantage. Especially with Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves had a nice, quiet 15 points on Monday night against the Warriors. Let me pull up the box score here, if my internet will let me. Please, let me pull up the box score. Please, I want to be able to look at the game. Let me just do this on my iPad. Give me like two seconds to go out, go over and get it. I'm done with, I'm done. I'm done with my computer's internet. I'm done. Give me two seconds. Hold on. But Austin, hold on. After Austin Reeves kind of had a bad game in game th two, it was game, no, was it game two? It was game three. I apologize. I apologize. After having kind of like a bad game in game Three in uh, in Los Angeles, he had a huge, huge bounce back game in Game Four, where he put down a uh, fifteen points, and again it was a nice quiet fifteen points. D. Russ had he had twenty one. We talked about it yesterday. Well, let me pull up the box score here. Give me two seconds. From last night's game. It seems like it was an eternity that all this stuff happened last night. I don't know why. But Austin Reeves... Excuse me. My bad. Did he put down... I don't I don't remember. I, I apologize. I got the numbers wrong. Austin Reeves had 21 points. Oh my god. I'm thinking of like Saturday's game. He had 15 in... Sa I apologize. Oh my gosh. I'm getting all of my games mixed up. Austin had 15 points... So it was game two. I'm sorry. So, 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 so sorry. He had 10. My bad. I'm getting everything wrong. He had 10. 
on Saturday. On Monday, he had 21. It was a nice, quiet 21. It was was that? Am I getting my games wrong? When did D, then when did I, I'm confusing myself? I apologize. But it's just like when did D'Angelo Russell have have the 21 points? It felt like it was the uh, no, it was the Saturday game because I remember Jeff Van Gundy being like, uh, "LeBron James needs to uh, he needs to to start doing stuff," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was." I apologize. I was getting the connections blurred. The wires were crossing. Anyways, Lakers bench is super deep, right? Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura have come online and have been great players for them in the playoffs. Lonnie Rocker has kind of come alive as well. Had a really, really awesome game last night, Monday. Helped the, uh, helped the Lakers really close it out against the Warriors. And the Warriors, they went to being a small ball lineup and a small ball team. And the Warriors have thrown everything at the Lakers offensively and defensively and they just can't figure it out they try to go small and that didn't work they try to get Kevon Looney on Anthony Davis and that really hasn't worked and it's like it's just nothing that they are doing is consistently working and the Lakers have taken a dominating 3-1 lead against the Warriors and I just I don't I don't see them being able to beat the Lakers here tomorrow pretend I mean I see them being able to rally but I mean, the Lakers, if they put out and if they really put forth a really, really great game tomorrow, then I, like, I don't know. I, it's hard for, the, for me to picture the Warriors losing at home and pretty much getting swept. But I, I just don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's up to the Warriors now. We'll see. And it all started in that game one where in game one, it was imperative that the Warriors win that game because of just because the Lakers they were probably going to take home court advantage the series has seven games they have home court advantage when you lost game one you gave up home court and so the Warriors even if they win tomorrow and they force a game six it's like oh we go back to playing in Los Angeles instead of it being the other way around or it's just like you can potentially close in Los Angeles or you can close at home but Ugh, God. It sucks, man. Sucks to be the Warriors right now. Really does. Gotta close out. They gotta freaking finish off the Lakers. Game five. Lakers, deepest bench. They're also playing the best basketball, really. And LeBron has taken such an interesting role with this series in the sense of LeBron just hasn't forced anything yet. He hasn't forced, he wasn't forced to get like 30, 40 points. You know, in some of these games, I think he did have 30, what was it? I don't think he had 30. I remember seeing a tweet saying that he did, but I don't I don't think he had 30. Let me just check. I think he did, right? He had 27, my bad. It was close. He had 27. Pretty good game for him in the playoffs. And LeBron, again, he hasn't needed to take over this series. It's so weird how this series is like LeBron James going up against the Golden State Warriors, but really it hasn't been that type of a series. It's been Anthony Davis versus the Golden State Warriors, not really LeBron. So I find that very, very interesting, just how much LeBron is just like, yeah, I'll just defer to Anthony Davis. Big shout-out to the GOAT, to the greatest of all time. A lot of people are 
fed up with the Michael Jordan conversation, except if you're like 80 years old. But a lot of people who are smarter, like if he wins a fifth this year, it's over with. And it looks like we're kind of getting, we may get Heat versus Lakers. I think that may be the case. I don't know. I don't know if the 76ers can go up and stop Jimmy. I don't know. I feel like, you know what I feel like? I feel like the Heat are playing some of the tightest basketball in the East. I feel like the 76ers, and really the Warriors are another example of, because Steph has been great at closing, but we all saw him try to hit two very difficult shots, but the first shot I felt like he may have had some separation against Anthony Davis. The second shot, I was like, what? The whole, I'm going to toss it out of bounds in clutch time to nobody. Just stuff that I had never seen Stephen Curry do. He just did in the final couple of minutes of the basketball game. Klay Thompson did some weird stuff as well, where he tried to hit a deep three on the right side of the court, and I was like, what is Klay Thompson doing? And he just gave up a free possession, and I was just like, I, okay. And then the Lakers, of course, they closed out the game. They were like, you guys are really going to do this? Thank you very much. Please come again. We'll close out the game. Thanks, Thanks so much. I feel like the Lakers and the Heat, are two of the best closing teams in the NBA, especially the Heat when it comes to overcoming extreme deficits. They're always in these games. And the 76ers, from what I've seen over the course of the last really almost month, they just love doing weird stuff. They love giving up. They love doing things that give teams and players opportunities to bounce back and fight back in series. And they just aren't as tight as the Miami Heat, and being able to really batten down the hatches, close out games, prevent teams from scoring, scoring yourself in a timely manner, being aware of the clock, not getting any turnovers or really committing any stupid penalties and fouls, just closing out. I feel like that is what the Miami Heat know how to do. And I don't really know if, uh, unfortunately, the 76ers do. But it looks like the 76ers may take the series after game five, 3 2 in, in favor of the 76ers. Heat 3 1 lead in favor of the, uh, in the series against the, uh, the Knicks. We'll see what happens, though. We'll see. Super excited. It's going to be such an awesome series, potentially. It'll be, it'll be the fucking bubble series again. And it may even be worse. May even be worse, but we'll see if a team gets the message, if they get the picture. Hey, uh, maybe stop Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Butler. I'm tired. Anyways, is that all that all that I got for you today? Pray for Bill Burr. Probably going nuts right now. <laughs> like that's that's uh that's that's it. Jesus Christ. Anything else I got to say? I don't think so. Again, we'll be going over the schedule on Thursday night. I I mean, I'll probably take a quick little disco nap before because I'll be exhausted. But I'll get onto the podcast. I'll have my Nintendo Switch updating everything. Ooh, as Kevin Durant gets tripped. I mean... Do I even need to watch this game? The Phoenix Suns are down by almost 20 points in Denver. 
And this is like the worst thing that can happen to Phoenix where they took two games back at home. And it's just like you got to take one game on the road if you're Phoenix. You got to take this game or game seven. And really, you don't want to take game seven. But I mean, not game seven, excuse me. You don't want it. You don't want it to get to game seven. But it's just like, man. I mean, these margins that they're getting beaten by against the uh, the Nuggets is like insane. You know what? You know what? I'll be the one to say it because there's been all this conversation. Because some people are like, "Man, I hate all of these big ticket cities getting all of the uh, all of the. Uh, I, I hate these big ticket cities getting the NBA Finals. You know, being in the NBA Finals. Like some people are like, "Man, I want Denver or Phoenix to go to the NBA Finals." And it's just like, no, I don't. I don't want those teams to go. I want Golden State to go. I want the Lakers to go. I want the Heat to go. That's who I want to go. I want popular teams to win championships. Do you want to know why? Because I like popular teams. The Nuggets, they got Jokic. They get him. They got him. Hey, good on them. But I want the Lakers to win. I want it to be in L.A. I want L.A. fans. I mean, the Western Conference last year was so fucking fun. Oh, my God, it was so fun. Because inside the NBA on TNT was they had their live broadcasts at the respective areas and they had them they had their broadcast right in front of the stadiums so Charles Barkley was like known and notorious for picking against I think the Warriors so Warrior fans had came out in droves to boo the crap out of Charles Barkley it was so awesome because it provided so much great content for fans. I mean, it was one of the first times in my entire life where I had seen, like, inside the NBA TNT pregame show. I was so excited for the pregame show. Because they would have the pregame show outside and the postgame show. Postgame show was awesome. Do you realize how little I watch pre- and postgame shows? Do you realize? I pretty much avoid those two shows like the Black Plague. Inside the NBA, I can't wait to watch Charles Barkley make a selection against either the Warriors, excuse me, against the Lakers, or probably Denver. It's going to be so awesome. So awesome. But, anyways, by the time I come back onto the podcast, it'll be probably early Friday morning. I will probably have taken a nice little nap. I will have my Nintendo Switch, which I don't have. I don't have. Disco, what is a disco nap? It's like a short nap, right? I don't know. But I will have my Nintendo Switch. I will have Tears of the Kingdom. It'll be probably downloading all of the, it'll be downloading the update. It'll be doing all that fine, good stuff. And we'll talk about the NFL schedule and probably basketball as well. But anyways, can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to get into it, ladies and gentlemen, right here. Hold on. Giannis is getting into it again. Hold on. I have no idea what's going on. It involves Jokic again. I think what happened, right? Devin Booker is shooting a technical. For what reason? I have no idea what reason he's shooting a technical. He's shooting like a free throw on a technical foul, right? 
And so because of that, Monty Williams, right, as Devin is taking a shot, pulls out his clipboard to, like, draw up a play for the Phoenix Suns. And so the Denver Nuggets, because Devin is taking his, his free throw, the Denver Nuggets players, they come over, and they're like, let's have a look-see at that, uh, at that little whiteboard, right, which they can do. That's legal. But Phoenix, they didn't take, uh, they took a little bit of an exception to that. Phoenix is down by 20 points right now, by the way. It's 69 to 89. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Yeah, and KD just pushed, KD just pushed Jokic. Some of the Suns players were like pushing and shoving Jokic and then KD really just shoved the shit out of Jokic. He's like, you're not going to see our plays. Coaches for the Suns have issues in, with, with, with the, with the. Is KD tossed? Is KD tossed? Hold on. Fans are cheering. Let me, let me look at this. Hold on. I have no idea what's going on here. I was about to sign off, and then it's just like... What is... Monty Williams is back to showing KD something that they drew up on the whiteboard? Let me see this. So, Monty Williams is trying to tell his players something, but the Denver Nuggets players have a right to look at whatever Monty Williams is showing to his players. KD gets tacked up as he shoves the shit out of Jokic. But, and Jokic hits him with a little bit of a flop. He does. Hold on. So, now a fan just got tossed. And then, now the refs are looking at KD, potentially, to maybe tee him up again. Goodness gracious. Oh my god. Hold on. The refs right now are looking at the replay and they're trying to make a decision on whether or not there is more to it than that more to the whole pushing and shoving but it was just it was so weird man god i love the fucking playoffs i'll say this nick wright was right in the sense of saying the nba playoffs are some of the best playoffs they last for two months and not for like a month in the nfl and the NBA Finals really kind of like drags in in a lasting almost three months. It lasts April, May, and June. Like parts of June. Like early to mid-June, pretty much. So awesome. Pretty much two and a half months, but we'll just count three. Hold on. Hold on. 
So it's pretty much the exact same stuff, right? KD gets a T. Uh, Brown gets another. Gets Bruce Brown gets a T as well, and gets a technical, and they're just gonna resume play. It's a bit ridiculous. I think it's hilarious that KD was pushing dudes. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jokic. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Jokic flopped. I'm like, Jokic is a big-ass human being in the fucking... Oh, God. The way that he fucking just, like, flailed out, just flopping around. And I'm like, bro, hey, man, KD has some fucking thin-ass arms. I'm like, there's no way you're moving that mammoth. Come on, KD. Come on, Jokic. You can't be flopping like that. You can't be flopping like that, big dog. Anyways. Uh, I'm peacing out for tonight. I'll see you late Thursday, early Friday uh, morning. Super excited for my Nintendo Switch, and I am super fucking excited for Tears of the Kingdom. Anyways, I'll see you. I'll see you tomorrow. No, I will not see you tomorrow. I will see you Thursday. Sorry, Twenty Fourth Podcast. <laughs>